What is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, I'm super excited to announce that I'm joined by three-star linebacker and Houston Cougar commit, Javen Hall. Javen, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I'm super excited to have you on. No doubt. I appreciate you having me. Hey, absolutely, Javen. And, you know, before we do start talking about, you know, you ultimately committing to Houston, you know, your high school career and everything like that, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, when you got into football, you know, a lot of the little details that we may not know about you. Well, my family's from Detroit, Michigan. Um, we moved over to Georgia when I was about eight. And um, I started playing football when I was five with the Southfield Falcons. And uh, it's just something me and my dad have always been close to. And it's just something I've always um, kind of been good at. And it's always, like, been fun for me. And uh, I've been doing it ever since. Hey, I got you, Javen. And I want to ask you, too, you know, because a lot of people kind of how they fell in love with football is always a little different. So for you personally, you know, was it – I know you talked about you and your dad, but was it like watching a certain team or was it just pretty much you and your dad playing football as why you fell in love with the sport? It was, it was a really big bonding point between me and my dad. And so – it's definitely a big reason is because like that's just how me and my dad clicked like very well and then uh football is just the outlet it's something it's something not everyone has the ability to do what I'm able to do and I like how I'm able to use my uh god-given talent to do other things that I want to do in life outside of football and so it's, it's really just just using it as an asset Hey, absolutely, Javen. and I know you said that you moved from Detroit down to Georgia you know when you were at a pretty young age so you know, when you were little, did you watch a lot of college football or NFL? A little bit. Ever since, ever since I was born, my dad wanted me to be like Ray Lewis. I got like, you. When, I got you. When I was a when I was a baby, he he they set up the the uh, the baby like crate in front of the TV and turned on ESPN instead of like cartoons. Dang! So it was pretty much it was pretty much destined from the point when you were first yeah. born. You know that it you were gonna be destined stone. to be in this position. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so Javen, I gotta ask you know this is gonna be an important question. So, when you were growing up, you know what what college football team were you actually a fan of? If you if you University if you had a team, of Michigan. Michigan. Okay, so you were you were a U of M guy. I got you. I got and then, you. And then once I got older, I started to fall in love with Clemson. Okay, so so you're so you you know you live in Georgia right now, but you're a fan of Clemson. Any reason kind of why you got attracted to Clemson? Uh, just like I, it was like you know growing up, that's when they got all the new facilities and all the players. Yeah. So it's just I kind of was attracted to that. And then uh, I, I've always liked Clemson. I visited Clemson. I enjoyed it, but didn't work out all, all that. Hey, I got you. I mean, it's hard not to like Dabo Sweeney and just kind of the underrated mentality that they bring. But, but anyway, Jamie, you know, this is about you. So let's continue to talk a little bit more. So, you know, growing up, you know, were you always playing linebacker or did you kind of play all around the field? Uh, Yeah, I played linebacker, but I also, I also played running back. I really didn't make the decision to go full into linebacker until last year. Oh, okay. So I didn't realize that you finally. Okay, so so if you don't so mind, kind of. Oh, I was playing mainly running back my freshman and sophomore year, when I was I was at a private school. And I was gotcha. playing mainly running back and some linebacker, and then I came to Roswell and I I focused on linebacker. I got you. I got you. So so what ultimately made you want to switch from playing both sides of the football to finally just focusing on linebacker? Well, one thing about it is at Roswell we got good backs, like real good backs, to where I'm not necessarily needed as much as I was at the private school. And then I was, I was, an, I was like a pretty good running back, but not like how I am as a linebacker. Linebacker is just like second nature for me. 
I got you. I got you. So, so at least now you finally were able to focus on one position. So after you made that ultimate decision to finally stick at linebacker, you know, what were some things that you did to physically get yourself prepared to be in linebacker shape versus kind of also being in linebacker shape and running back shape? So what were some things that you kind of did to get yourself prepared to be playing one side of the football? Uh, Definitely up to eating. And then another big thing with uh, only being able to play, only playing one side is that I was a lot to, I was able to dive into film a lot more and focus on the little things of their offense, not having to worry about their team as a whole necessarily. I got you. I got so, you. I feel like because I'm, I, 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 my dad made me start watching film when I was in second grade. So oh, shoot, so he established that whole mindset from a very, my, very young my, age. My dad established my whole mindset in general. Hey, well, shout out to your dad. I mean, shout yeah, out to your dad for getting you. He's the reason I'm here. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so Javen, you know, you talked a little bit about you know your first couple of years in high school. You were actually at a private academy. So, I want to ask you personally, what made you want to go from that private academy over to Roswell? Uh, you know, just bigger football. No, no bashing the private school or anything. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's just seven A football in Georgia is different. Hey, and that's, uh, that's I had a lot of sure. I had a lot of knock on me in my recruitment in the earlier stages when uh everyone was like, oh, he's just playing at a private school. And so I, I transferred to Roswell and it ended up working out pretty good, proving them wrong. Hey, I got you. And, you know, Javen, since we're talking about, you know, you, you transitioning from that private school over now to Roswell, what were some initial things that you noticed? Because I know you also said about 7A uh, football in Georgia, but what were some initial things that you noticed about transitioning from a smaller uh, private school to now you're playing at one of the biggest stages in high school football? Man, everybody's big. Everybody's big. <laughs> yeah, some no, of these linemen. Some of these linemen, some of these linemen you'll see are ginormous, but it makes the game more fun. It's more challenging. Like when everyone around you is good, like you see who really rises to the top. And so it, it makes the game more interesting. And it really made me, me transferring back to Roswell really saved my love for football. Hey, that's, I love to hear that. I'm glad that you were able to find that love again. Cause I think a lot of people kind of forget that, you know, some people make it so much into a business versus when, you know, it's your love. Like, that's the thing you love to do. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. once you lose the love for something, you know, you pretty much are just going to be treated as a chore from that point on. So, but uh, but anyway, so, you know, Javen, now that you're back at Roswell, you know, you're finally playing at, you know, huge stage. So all the critics, they can't really say too much about you saying that, you know, you're not at a huge stage, quote unquote, and everything like that. So, so up to this point, had you received any type of offers, interest yet from any type of colleges? Up to what point? Uh, your junior season, so your first year that you were at Roswell, going into my junior season. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Going into my junior season, I had zero offers, and then uh, I had my first one in September of my junior season from Eastern Kentucky. Hey, I got you. So if you don't mind, kind of walk us through how that initially felt for you being able to, you know, get that call and get your first ever D one offer. Uh, it was definitely like surreal because we were kind of starting to get worried with me. With uh, it be starting to get later in my high school career, and uh, you know, just the whole process, and then it was kind of a weight lifted off your shoulder that I knew I at least had one, but I knew I just had to finish the season, and then once the season ended, that's when things really picked up. I got you, and since you know, you just started talking about once the season ended. So if you don't mind, kind of walk us through about some of the schools, you know, like the Power Five schools that started jumping on you, you know, after your uh, junior season finished. Man, it was crazy. It was like so. My first big offer was UCF. And That's the way it offer. happened, the way it happened was actually insane. I'm I'm outside, and like during like PE class, I'm playing with like the special needs kids, and I'm playing kickball. I gotcha. And I don't have my phone, so I missed like three phone calls. 
And so I get back to my phone. I'm like breathing heavy, and I call like this this random number back, and it's the it's it's coach uh coach Lee from UCF. No, not Coach Lee, Coach T. Will, and uh he called me and he was he offered me right there. I was like, wow. I was shaking. It took me an hour just to come up with a tweet. I was shaking so much. That's crazy. That is crazy. So, uh, Javen, I got to ask you, too, since, you know, we talked a lot about your dad. How did your dad react when you told him that you just got an offer from UCF, which – This is know, the thing about it. The coach called my dad before, like, a couple of days before. So, my dad had already known a couple of days before and didn't tell me. Wait, swear it. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard something like that. The, the coach and my dad had talked. Man. Like, a couple of days before. And so, my dad – Ends up telling me he's like, yeah, I already knew. I was like, are you serious? Like you could. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. So, but I mean, you know, was your dad really proud of you for being able to get oh, that yeah. offer? Though, I mean, I can only yeah. imagine probably for him, you know, especially seeing his son be able to achieve his dreams as he's dreamt of his whole his whole life. It was awesome. It was like a whole family ordeal. It, it was great to experience, and then and then they just started rolling after that. Hey, absolutely. So uh, also, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Houston offer. So when you got that offer from Houston, you know, with Coach Dana Holgerson, you know, they're kind of revitalizing Houston. They're going to be in the Big 12 next year. You know, how did you feel when you got that call from Houston? Because, I mean, obviously, they're one of the, in my opinion, one of the more underrated, you know, programs in college football, despite a kind of down year so far this year. 100%. Yeah, it was it was a big deal because I was actually with my dad when uh, Coach Belk had texted me and uh this is like this is like week before, like a long, long time before they offered me, and so we had, we were just talking, and me and my dad was like, "You get that one, you're going there," and so we they went on and on, and then I, I got like all my offers. Then it was like during spring ball, coach Coach McDaniel, Coach Archie, he actually flew to Georgia, damn, and offered me in person. Well, that's now that's now you could definitely tell they wanted you though if they flew all the way from Houston all the way over because Coach McDaniel Roswell. doesn't even recruit Georgia. Wow. That's I didn't realize that. So that's definitely so they definitely saw something in you if they're going to be able to willing to go all the way over there. So, I mean, that had to have felt good for you. Right. And I know your dad talked about, you know, the second they offered you, you got to commit. But, you know, Javen, I want to ask you, though. So what were some of the final schools that you kind of had to decide between that you that you kind of, you know, your top five, so to speak? Well, you know, I actually committed to Coastal Carolina. Oh, really? I didn't even know. I didn't. So, shoot, I didn't realize that. So my, my top schools were really like Syracuse. Coastal Carolina, Houston, um, Colorado. You're good if you can't think of the last one, because I know our obviously is kind of the back, the last thing you're thinking of. But there was, there was a couple more actually that I can't remember. But yeah, so it came down to that, and then I took my first official to uh, Coastal Carolina, and you know, you know how official highs are. You just get so excited, like how you love it, and then. Uh, I ended up committing to Coastal on my visit after not seeing anywhere else on officials. I got and so you. I sat with my family and we were like, yeah, it's not – it wasn't necessarily the smartest idea. And then we went and saw – and no knock on Coastal at all. I had a great time there and I – Yeah, still, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we ended up going, going and seeing Houston and it just – a whole different – just a different story. Ended up working out better for me. Hey, I got you. So, so ultimately, you know, you decided to commit to the Houston Cougars. So, Javen, if you don't mind, kind of walk us through, you know, some of the factors that ultimately ended up with you committing to Houston. A big thing is uh, they they have they're good in what I want to major in and minor in. So that was a big factor for me and my family. And then also we got 
my best friend actually committed to Houston too. He's a quarterback. Oh, okay. And then you you can shout uh, him out if you want. You can shout him out if you a, want. Caleb McMichael. He he plays quarterback at Fellowship. I gotcha. I gotcha. The private school I was at before. And um, so I was on my visit. It was just like everything just seemed like how I pictured myself for where I wanted to play in college football. They were going into the Big Twelve. They were on the come up. They were ranked the number six defense in the nation last year. It was just everything worked out. And then the relationship I have with Coach McDaniel and Coach Bell um, is just closer than the stuff that we've talked about. I haven't talked with any other coaches, and that's big for me. I got you. I got you, Javen. And, I mean, honestly, like you said, the future is really bright at Houston. They're going to be moving to the Power Five. I mean, there's a lot of things to be excited about, and ultimately for you, you decided to take your talents over to Houston and – I mean, to be honest, they've produced a ton of defensive talent with guys like Ed Oliver, who's with the Bills right now. You know, yep. there's numerous guys I can't even like think of off the top of my head. But, you know, I mean, I'm really excited to see what you do down there in Houston. I can't wait to be able to see them play every year against my TCU Horn Frogs. But, yes, uh, you know, it's going to be definitely exciting times for you, Javen. And, you know, now that you're in your senior year of high school, you know, do you kind of feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders and you can finally enjoy one final year of high school football? You see, that's the worst thing about it. I'm actually out for the year. Oh, are you serious? I'm sorry. I didn't even. No, nah, all good. It, it, we kept it really in-house. I, I, I was about to say. I was about to say because I didn't even see nothing about it. Yeah, I tore my leg room and my shoulder. So we ended, we decided I could have played through it. But, you know, with just me talking with Houston, it's just, it just wasn't working out. I tried to. It, it, it didn't end well. So we ended up just deciding I'm going to get the surgery. And that way I'm healthy when I get to Houston so I can hopefully play as a freshman. Hey, well, you know what? That's good. I'm glad that you decided to prioritize your health. And I know, obviously, it's definitely a bummer, the fact you weren't able to play that one final year. But, you know, ultimately, you do kind of have to make that executive decision, so to speak, to think yeah, about the future. Yeah, I got a couple future. games in, so. Hey, I but, I mean, something. but you know, you still can be on the sideline with your teammates, your brothers, cheering them on and everything. You can still get that same senior experience. But, you know, obviously, you got a lot to look forward to going to Houston. And I want to ask you, though, are you going to be enrolling early to Houston or are you going to wait until May to graduate with everybody? I'm waiting until May because with me being at that private school, my credits are different. So, oh, I got you. Uh, yeah, so I unfortunately cannot. I got you. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I just know that sometimes some kids, they like to, like, get a little bit early on it. And, you know, oh, yeah, if early. I could, I would, 100%. I, I got you, Javen. And, you know, you know one, one, uh, one quick thing, and – I don't mean to kind of bring up this because I know it definitely is a tough subject, but uh, Robbie, you know, y'all, y'all's uh, former starting quarterback, if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about him because I know it was a story that definitely was very hard for me when I first heard about it. But if you don't mind, just kind of talk to us a little bit about how he was as a person, you know, not just as a player, but as a person because he seemed to be like an amazing person. Man, it was it was terrible. It was just Robbie was different. He was always smiling and he just, he was a comforting soul. Like, in the most stressful situations inside and outside of football that we were in, it was just like he was always even kill. And he always would kind of make sure everybody was all right and not stressing too much. Like, uh, just for example, every time me and Robbie were in a big game last year, we would meet on the sideline, just me and him, and he would just talk to me about what's going on with the offense. I talked to him what's going on with the defense, and we talked about what we need to do, like, almost every game. And just talking to him, like, like it, like, silence and noise. You were just comfortable. You were comfortable, and then you were able to go out there and execute without having to worry about the offense going out and not executing because I knew he had my back. Hey, absolutely. And I figured, you know, I, I know some, I know sometimes it's hard to talk about this, but I wanted to make sure that he's not, he's never forgotten or anything like 100%. that. So I absolutely wanted to bring him up, and you know, for everybody I, out I have there, him tattooed on my arm. 
Oh, seriously? I didn't even know. That's cool. Uh, definitely should send me a picture and I'll post it on uh, the IG that I've got on for the Cover 7 podcast and I'll make sure to get that up there. No doubt. But no, nah, that's cool. I'm glad that, you know, y'all were able to have that bond. And I know, unfortunately, when he did pass, it was hard on y'all. But, you know, it united y'all a lot. I saw that. That's definitely something that united y'all and kind of made y'all want to be able to, you know, ball out this year, so to speak. So I'm glad that y'all were able to kind of unite, even the, even through the tough times, losing somebody as special as Robbie was. So, but, yeah, um, but, but anyway, Javen, I just have a few more questions for you before we do wrap things up. But the first one I want to ask you is, and you kind of answered this already, but I figured I'll just ask it again to kind of get a little bit more depth into it. But whether it's past, present, college football or NFL, what player do you feel like your play style resembles the most and why? Let me think. As of now, I'd say Devin White. Devin, okay, hey, I like that because Devin White, I think he's, in my opinion, he's one of the more underrated linebackers in the NFL. Like, no easily, easily. I mean, the tenacity he brings, I mean, the energy he brings, it's just absurd. Like, you don't see that from anybody else. You don't. Because I'm not the biggest, but neither is he. I, I run and hit. That's all I need to do. Hey, absolutely. So you definitely a sideline to sideline type of guy? Yes, sir. I pride myself in that. Hey, absolutely. I love to hear that, Javen. Now, this last question I want to ask you, and this is going to be the most important one, so do not screw it up. Uh, I want to ask you, so right before game time, right before you're about to head out of the locker room to go into the tunnel, you know, while you're sitting in your locker, you got your headphones on, AirPods, whatever, you know, what is your go-to pregame hype song and why? You want to hear something weird about me? Go for it. Go for it. I don't get hyped before games. Okay, uh, go uh, dive into it a little bit, just so I'm – I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. My brain's confused right now, but just go into it a little bit. Because if I get hyped before games, I psych myself out and I just run around uncontrollably. I, I actually I get as calm as possible and I almost make myself sad. Okay, okay. I actually I listen to Raw Wave before games. What else? I, hey, you Raw know what? Wave, you know Young Boys. Okay, you know what? You're actually not the first one to talk about listening to Raw Wave, so I can respect you on that because regardless he still gets you kind of amped in a way but i got you though so you see so you'd rather it's be weird i actually make myself just like sad and angry and i go out there and i just try to kill people to be honest that's probably honestly i didn't even think about it that might honestly be one of the better ways to go because you i mean obviously when you get amped you're, you're gonna be fired up and everything but when you're sad you kind of feel like you know you kind of have something to prove almost you know that kind of gets you even it's, more amped up. what i do is i just think like everything and then i just go out there and let everything out that's wow that's i didn't even think about it, man you were one smart son of a gun i'll tell you that david <laughs> i didn't yeah, even think why, about it like that i'm not saying no more but we'll be uh, all right. i i got you though but seriously though your future is definitely bright houston's future is definitely bright and i can't wait to see you ball out next year for the cougars and for everybody out there that's listening to today's episode Make sure to go show my guy, Javen, some love for coming on. Absolutely amazing player and, most importantly, an amazing person. Javen, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I look forward to seeing you ball out in Houston next year. And, you know, is there anybody you want to shout out before we head out? Shout out my mom and dad. Hey, absolutely. Got to make sure to shout them out. Since we're shouting out, people, Grandma, I love you. I appreciate you always being the one to check in on the episodes and, you know, just always showing support. But, Javen, thank you again, seriously, for coming on, man. And I definitely look forward to being able to work with you here in the future. Of course.